What's going on, everybody? This is Glenn, and it's time for another episode of the Glenn Thanks the Podcast. How you doing? How you holding up? This is my second time recording this. I get into the podcast, and my little recording software messes up, and I don't know why. It's kind of bugging me a little bit, but we're gonna we're gonna go through. I mean, we're gonna just push through, do what we got to do, try to remain positive for the moment. But uh, how's everybody holding up? How's everybody holding up during this pandemic, during these strange times that we're living in now? Man, I was thinking about this more. Wouldn't it be funny if, uh, if like 20 years from now, like the psychological long-term effects from this pandemic, like what if we all just freaked out in 20 years, like flipped out and lost our mind? Like, <laughs> what if some seeds being planted? What if they're, because I mean, I am having, I'm having strange dreams, I'm having kind of weird dreams right now. And I've talked to a lot of people that are having kind of weird dreams. And I was like, what if they're planning something in our subconscious and we're all just going to flip out like in 20 years or something? Wouldn't that be hilarious? But then I was like, well, no, it's probably just saw slowly hardening us, you know, like, uh, like the people that lived through the great depression, like the people that went through the great depression. Let me tell you something. Life back then sucked anyway. And then to put that on top of like the Great Depression on top of just life sucking, that had to be a bummer. And then (laughs) and then that's what the history book says. The Great Depression was quite the bummer. And then um, like the Spanish flu, like the Spanish flu was like they were the medical it just was that wasn't where we are now. I mean, medically, we were nowhere near where we are now uh, with all the medical advancements and even like antibacterial soap and hand sanitizer and stuff like that. You didn't have, you know, you didn't have access to as much clean water, you know, everywhere you went. I think that they, they it just made you older and tougher. Yeah, it just made you like the, the the older generation is not like what if we had what if we had the great pandemic of 2020 and then shut off the Internet or shut off electricity on top of that? You want to talk about that? You think we got something to complain about now? Let me tell you something. It sucked way worse. Imagine like having to milk your cow, you know, every day. Like not everybody. I realize not everybody had a cow, but just imagine that you did have a cow. Imagine that you grew up on a farm and that's how you got your milk, man. You had to go tug on the old teat. You had to go tug on the old teat to get the milk, you see. And how do you even know? Like, how do you know, like, when you've got all the milk out of the cow? I mean, I know that, I know that, like, if you're a farmer, you know the answer to that question. Yeah. So if you're a farmer that listens to my podcast and you still and you still milk your cows by tugging on the old teeteroo, just tell me how do you know? Like, does it just stop? Does the flow does the flow slow down a little bit? You know. And what do you do? How many teats are on an udder? Are there four? Are there four or five teats? I think there's just four teats on udder, right? And you got to rotate them, right? How do you know? What if you forget? What if a moth flies into your bucket of milk and you stop and you're like trying to get the moth out of the milk bucket with your finger? And then you go back and you're like, oh, man, I forgot which teats I was tugging when this happened. (laughs) 
Oh, man. If I had to do that, if that was my only source, if that was like my way to get milk, I would just start taking calcium supplements. I'll just have water on my cereal. You know, it just is not a, it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird thing, man, to milk cows. I mean, I understand breastfeeding for infants and like, I understand the nutritional value behind like feeding milk, a mother feeding milk to her young, you know, in the wild even maybe, but just like, I'm going to go tug on the teat of some animal and it's acceptable because we do it and we've always done it. And that's just the way, that's just the way it is, Glenn, milk and cheese and butter. But I mean, if you think about it, if you were the first guy or the first woman, you know, maybe it was a woman that's like, I'm going to go over there and tug on that teat, which I don't think they probably said in American. They probably didn't say it in English. This is probably something that went back to, yeah, I mean, it, probably they said that in a language that I don't even know. So, like, think about the first person that had that idea, you know, like I drank and it's like acceptable because like you stop, you know, breastfeeding or drinking out of a bottle at a certain age but you're like, them times was really good. Let me drink some animal's milk now, you know, since I can't drink the human milk no more. Let me go tug on the teat of that creature over there. I wonder what the first, what the first uh, animal was that ever got milked by a human. That would be a good thing for you to Google. That would be a good thing for you to Google. But I hope that everybody's doing all right, man. I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. The the this past Friday was a rough day for me because it was the first. Uh, it well it wasn't the first. It was the end of the season for the Yankees, man. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time talking about it because I'm still like I was really bummed, man. Because the the Rays took us out in an elimination game, and uh, our ace Garrett Cole came back on short rest. He pitched, man. He gave up one run. He pitched like uh, like uh, four innings, and he gave up one run. He did his part. And then to see at the end of the game his press conference where he was like, you know, I'm going to try to get better. And uh, that kind of – it just kind of made me sad because it's like, dude, you did – like I could not ask for more from that guy. You know, you give up one run to a team like the Rays, you did your part, dude. The rest of the team choked. The offense choked, you know? And then you got the Rays trolling us, playing, like, a New York theme songs, you know, celebrating in their dugout. Um, it's just kind of like, man, after all that's after everything that happened this year in the season. But it was like it was a it was a distraction, man. It was a distraction from everything that's going on right now. And uh I don't know. It's just kind of tough. Like I'm your typical like it's my favorite baseball team. So I'm like your typical fan. Like I know what's better. <laughs> no, I know what you need to do. Let me tell you. Uh you know, more than the people that are running these multi-million dollar sports teams. Like, just ask me. I know. But, I mean, I think that a lot of my points are valid. And I think that a lot of fans that I see on Twitter, because I have a personal I have a personal uh, Twitter that's like all, it's just all sports. is all, pretty much all Yankees. A little bit of other stuff sprinkled in. But pretty much it's just straight up 
sports, you know. And a lot of fans that I'm seeing kind of agree with what I think. Like, a lot of us are in agreement. Like, there's stuff that they do where it's just like, man, I just don't understand it. You know, where you where the people... It's almost like you remember that that movie Moneyball with Brad Pitt. I think it's about the athletics, and they just didn't have the money to go after like the big people, so they just strictly ran the team on analytic analytics, analytics, and uh, it may I worked out for them some, but I mean when you're a team like the Yankees with pockets as deep as the Yankees organization have, like you don't got to do that all the time, man. You know, you can just play baseball. You can just let these guys play baseball, you know, and you need to keep the nerds out of it, <laughs> you know, from the decision making standpoint. But I'm not going to talk about it. I know a bunch of people are like, thank God, man. Thank God that the, the baseball season's over so we don't have to listen to Glenn talk because I know the majority of people probably that listen to this podcast aren't Yankees fans and that's nothing. I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not, it's just what I'm interested in, man. That's what I do. Let me take a sip of my coffee real quick. Hang on. I'm actually looking forward to, I'm actually looking forward to this podcast being over today because I'm going to make some, uh, well, I'm not, I'm not, I don't look forward to the podcast being over, but I'm going to make some French press coffee, right? I want some French press coffee. So I'm actually, uh, I'm actually looking forward to that. You know, well, that's exciting, Glenn. What are you going to do some arts and crafts after that? (laughs) Oh, man. Are you going to do the crossword puzzle, Glenn? Oh, are you? That's how exciting my life is. I look forward to French press coffee and taking melatonin at night. I've been taking melatonin. I talked about it on this podcast. I got the 10 milligram. But, I mean, I break them in half, like, five milligrams puts me out, man. If you're having trouble sleeping, you haven't tried melatonin, it's better better than Tylenol PM or anything like that. Because I have trouble sleeping. Like, I didn't take it last night, and I woke up at, like, 3 o'clock this morning. I got up at 3 o'clock this morning on, like, the weekend. So, I mean, it does help you. But I'm not going to talk about that. I am gonna do some arts and crafts though. I'm gonna make some. I'm gonna make some hot chocolate bombs. Have you ever heard of those, man? I don't want to make no hot chocolate bombs, but I would like to get them because I think kids would think they're they're like these. They're like these big. Have you ever heard of these? Let me tell you about these. If you got kids, man. If you got kids like young kids, these are pretty cool. They're like these big chocolate balls, and you put them in the cup. And it looks like a big chocolate, like a big, uh, it has like a big, it looks like a big, like a chocolate, like a Godiva or, or like a Russell Stover or something like that. But it's like a big, or it looks more like a, what is, what are they called? Are they called like bonbons, mate? But they're, they're like big roundish ones. They're not like a caramel chocolate, but like a big roundish, big round thing. And you put them and they fit like in the bottom of a cup. And then you start pouring your hot milk over it. Um, your hot cow's milk, which has come from the teat of a cow. I guess some people use water, but you want creamy hot chocolate. You use a little bit of warm milk. You dump it. You dump the, the hot milk over the over this big hot chocolate bomb, and it starts to melt. And then it melts and comes open as the like the cocoa mix inside with the marshmallows and stuff. It's pretty cool. I saw a video about it. I watched it to completion. 
I was like, man, I don't want to make them because I looked them up. And I was like, ways to make hot chocolate bombs. I was like, man, I don't want to make them. I just like to pay someone else to make them. You know what I mean? Because if something's like real interesting to me, like I want to do it. I want to do it. Like I've been thinking about getting into smoking meat lately, like getting a big wood smoker and learning learning the art of smoking meat you know because that's something that's really interesting i mean i like to eat it but it interests me so much that i was i was like i would like to learn that in the next few years you know but hot chocolate bombs just like i would like to pay someone you know to do it so i can just give them to my kids as gifts (laughs) like i don't i ain't trying to learn to do hot chocolate bombs man (sighs) But anyway, how do I even get on this, man? I don't even know what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. That's what I love about this podcast. It doesn't matter. I don't even got to try to figure nothing out. But anyway, um, did you see where The Walking Dead has another spinoff show coming out? Like, another spinoff show coming out. I think everybody... I tried to watch The Walking Dead this week. I tried to get back into it because the latest season, I haven't even seen. I'm talking about the one that's on Netflix. I haven't even seen it, but I started to watch it. I watched maybe an episode and it just doesn't get, it doesn't, it doesn't grab me anymore. I was a hardcore, like when Walking Dead first started, like I was there. Like I wasn't there, there, like I wasn't on the set. I was on the set of The Walking Dead. I said hello, Rick Grimes. Like I wasn't, but I mean, I watched, I was into it. I tell people, you guys see the show and now it just doesn't have the appeal to me. It's like they just, it's just the same thing over and over. And then Fear the Walking Dead came out. And I was so hardcore walking down. I was like, all right, I'll try this. I got all into that. And then they killed my favorite character. And I was like, y'all blow. I ain't even feeling this no more. And then so I went back and tried to watch the walking. I was just like, how much more? And then I read, I read that they're going to do the, like a spinoff. You know, what, why? Can't we just let good and well enough alone? You know? And why come does Daryl's crossbow, like the string on his crossbow, it never breaks. It never breaks. You can't have a crossbow for all these years and it just never mess up. You know? I saw a thing about, oh, this just side note. I saw, I think it was in South Carolina, this thing about this guy that put his thumb up like he somehow got his thumb caught in a cross. I saw the picture. I didn't ask to see this. I didn't look it up. A friend of mine showed it to me. It was like his thumb had been like taken off by a crossbow. Right. Cause I guess he, he was sticking it where he shouldn't have been. And yeah, dude. But I was like, man, how come Daryl's crossbow doesn't ever just snap, break, go back and hit him in the face. You know, and everybody doesn't, everybody's just all sweaty looking on that show all the time. We just all sweaty all the time. That's something that kind of annoys me. You know, the seasons never change or do y'all just walk around looking all sweaty all the time? And, and they're much too, like, they're not, there would be women with mustaches and like the beards would be more scraggly. Well, yes, Glenn, that's because it's not real. It's just a television show. Well, they should make it more realistic. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, anyway, what else is exciting this week? What else is, oh, I got my flu shot. I got my flu shot. For all you anti-vaxxers out there, you can all suck it. I got my flu shot. I actually went, I actually went to, uh, to, uh, 
my kids' school to uh, to do the flu shot like they have the thing because usually you can sign kids up and uh and and to get flu shots at school which works because like right now you don't want to take your kids in a doctor's office if you ain't got to and so I was like you know I'll just do this this year and I'll stop by and get mine like at a minute clinic or somewhere you know um later but then I pull up I was like y'all will let me get my flu shot here too right just like just I might as well try right so I got I got a I got my flu shot at a school, like at an elementary school. I got my flu shot. So, so if you're wondering if you live somewhere that's cool, like just ask them, man. If you go to a flu clinic or you gotta take your kids to go to a flu clinic, just be like, look here, can I get my flu shot too? You know, you gotta fill out paperwork and stuff. They're not just like they just don't toss you a, they don't toss you a needle and be like, here, shoot yourself up. But uh, they let me, so that's pretty cool. You know, I'll just start showing up to schools, you know. If, if I buy a lunch, can I just sit here and eat every... That'd be weird, man. Can't be doing that. They probably only did it because it was like I was there anyway. If I showed up like on a normal year when a pandemic wasn't happening and just was like you go to the front office of a school, it's like, sir, can we help you? I'm here to get my flu shot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so if you haven't got your flu shot get your flu shot don't be a d-bag man you know and i've heard the argument well i never have gotten my flu shot because it's not usually the strain of the flu that's going around i mean i've had doctors tell me that i've had doctors tell me that he never gives his kids the flu shot because it's never the strain that's going around look here it's going to protect you from something you know that is a strain it might not be the common strain that's going around, but it is a strain. They didn't just pull it out of thin air and say, we invented this virus. It's, it exists. It's protected you over something. I'm so tired of this, man. Just get it. Just stop thinking and just, just stop. Stop with the arguments, man. Everybody's arguing about something. You get a little needle, you get a little needle in a Band-Aid and that's it. You won't even know. Nobody's the wiser. Nobody you will forget that you get. Your arm might be sore for a couple of days. Quit with the quit with the reasoning behind not getting it. You know? Quit with the and a lot of people, like a lot of people, just feel the need. They feel the need to tell you why, you know, they don't get it. You know, one time I got the flu shot and then I got the flu. Well, that's because like that's because that happened. That's what that is. All right. But anyway. All right, Glenn. Keep it a little more positive this week. You're like a grouchy old man. Um, but anyway. Um, something else that happened to me this week was a friend of mine um, was showing me baby pictures of their first grandbaby, right? And... Uh, and that's the kind of, that's, I hang out with older people, all right? I'm around older people. I hang out with older people. I'm an old soul, man. I just am. I was born to be old. I wasn't born to be young. I was like, I don't know, man. You don't know how all this works. And I guess everybody, every, there's so many different beliefs. Like if you believe in the afterlife, you know, or you don't believe in the afterlife, or you believe in 
reincarnation. There's like a lot of belief systems, right? But I mean, there's something about some people, you know, I've talked about on the podcast before, like some people are born to be old. Like you see some little kids and you're like, that's going to make a good old guy, you know, with some little kids. And then you see some people that are like 50, 60 years old and they're like old young people. Like they were born to be young, you know, and they're past their, they're past where they're supposed to be, you know? But like, I'm like, just, I think that I was born to be old, man. I've, certain parts of me will never grow up. I understand that. But like, I'm more, I'm more at ease with people that, that are older, you know, and a lot of people that have let go, like, just who cares? Like you get to that part of like in your life where you're just like, ah, who cares? <laughs> I'm more comfortable around the who cares people. You know, and a lot of those people just happen to be a little bit older. So to make a long story longer, this guy was showing me pictures on his phone, on his phone of his of his first grandbaby. Right, there's the first grandbaby that he had. The they had the first grandbaby. He's showing me pictures, and I was just like out of the. I was just like, man, you know, it's weird looking, kind of like an alien. You know, but congratulations. You know, I do. I do mean that. I don't think that I don't, I mean, I'm not going to be ugly. I'm not going to say, you know, and I wasn't trying to insult the baby. You know how babies look when they're first born. They're like all kind of red. Well, I guess if they're white babies, <laughs> white babies, if they're white babies, they're kind of red and like they have the, they might have a little crust that the nurse missed, you know, around their eyes or in their ears or something. You know what I mean? like a nurse that's like worked a 16 hour shift and she just is like, ah, you know, does a once over with a washcloth. Doesn't want to go get a clean one. Just folds it over. Miss. Ah, that's good enough. They're, they love their kid. They don't care. You know, all the, I don't know, embryonic juices to dry up. And then, you know, people are snapping all these pictures and they're all dressed the same. Like, they're all dressed the same, you know? I could find pictures of 50 babies and put... Or actually, I bet I could find pictures of 10 babies and put your baby in the middle of it. And if they're all dressed the same, you couldn't tell. You can't tell which one's yours. I could tell which one's mine, Clint. No, you couldn't. You couldn't even tell, man, because they all look at their eyes are all squinted shut. You know, like they're trying to... Like they're trying not to be in this world just a little bit longer because they don't know, like they don't know nothing about this world, but they know enough to know that it sucks, you know? And so they're like shutting their eyes real tight to, to try to not live here, you know, for just a little bit longer, you know? And then they got the crust all over them and they're all dressed exactly the same. They don't look cute, man. Yeah, there are cute babies. There's ugly babies, but there's not cute baby babies when they're born. You know, there's not. They kind of look weird. They do, but a congratulations. That's what with people, that's the thing about phones is like everybody, it's like a bunch of information that you usually didn't share with people. That's the thing. You get all this information constantly and you feel like you need to show it to me, but I have a phone too. So everybody's phone is like custom to them, right? It's like, I'll look at what I want to look at and people will text me that, that like people will text me stuff that I care about 
Oh, well, people even text me stuff that I don't care about, but it's like you, everything that you get on your phone, like you don't got to show it to me. And that's kind of like, I've talked about the social media. Like everybody's like, look, <laughs> no one cares. Everybody's just like, I'll pretend I care because I'm your friend. So I just, I'd rather be honest, man. Your baby looks weird, but congratulations. That's not very nice, Glenn. That's not very nice. How would you like someone to do that to you? I would find it refreshing if someone was just honest, you know? Like, I just would. Because a lot of people have shown me pictures of a lot of stuff that I don't care about. Hey, did you see my brother-in-law's car after his wreck? And they'll show it to me. I'm just like, I, I hope he's is he all right. Okay. <laughs> Okay, what am I, an insurance adjuster or something? But uh, but anyway, anyway, speaking of positivity, um, there was this, there's this place that I didn't know about, and it's called Nub City, right? And my friend, my friend Camille from the Archer Crime Podcast, is this lady that I know, man, and she's my friend, and her name is Cam, and she's from True Crime, our True Crime podcast. If you like to listen about dead people and about people that do terrible, horrible things, you should listen to that podcast because it's pretty good, man. But she told me about this place called Nub City, and I never heard of, I never heard of it before. Like we're texting, she texts me something about Nub City. I was like, <clears throat> Nub City, I've got to look this up. So I looked it up and I read about it. And I was like, this is insane, man. There was this place, it's on the panhandle of Florida, right? It's on the panhandle of Florida. It's called Nub City. It's actually, well, that's like the nickname for it, but it's Vernon, Florida. It's on the panhandle. And in the 1950s and 1960s, there were a bunch of insurance scams that happened um down in uh, down there and what it would what it was was um people would cut off their they'd cut off like their hands and feet and they'd shoot themselves and cut off fingers and gouge out eyes to get insurance payouts right and um so there were all these people walking around with like appendages that were missing in the city right and um let's see what do i got about it um uh the claims generally received payouts of five to ten grand but like as the scam went on they would communicate people would communicate and um they would communicate with each other and find out like how to get more money and how to get like big money and um people would be like i shot my foot with a shotgun because i thought it was a squirrel and um it says one farmer in an article i read one farmer walked away with nearly a million dollars from a claim for a lost foot and i mean it stopped because insurance companies like they stopped uh they stopped doing business with people from there because like so many claims came out of that one city and it was just kind of weird, man. It's just kind of a weird place. Like I never heard of it before that, uh, I never heard of Nub City before. It's kind of weird that people would do that. 
And imagine that. Imagine being that desperate. At first, I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? But I guess people are desperate, man. People are desperate. And you kind of go, like I talked about going into the town and seeing people, like uh, people walking around with eyes missing and hands and feet. Like it was like a bunch of them. Every once in a while, you know, if you're in a Walmart or something, or if you see somebody, you know, that, that, that they might be an amputee or something, or like a soldier or something like that, you'll see every once in a while. But I'm talking about like a bunch of people walking around just with like amputees like everywhere it's kind of a crazy thing to think about man but uh yeah nub city is really a place imagine being that desperate imagine being that desperate to where you're like i'm gonna do that i would be scared man see i would be scared that if i did that they would find out that i did it on purpose somehow like what if you did that and then you freaked out and you're like oh you're at the hospital and you're in shock and you're just freaked out and you're like oh i did on purpose please just fix it you know and then you didn't get any insurance money and you didn't have a hand (laughs) that would be terrible like i just can't even like pick i can't even imagine being in a place where i was that desperate man but it's a real place and apparently like that you you would have to be like if you did that if you were that desperate and you did that when you feel kind of ashamed it's like there there had to be the first person to do it there had to be the first person to do it and then you had to be a really good i mean for 5 or 10 grand you had to be a re- you had to really sell it to another person you really had to be able to sell it you know to, to you're you're trying to talk somebody into cutting off a part of their person for cash and not even for that much cash in the beginning but a lot of people were doing it all these people should have been salesmen if you can if if you can sit there and talk somebody into cutting off you know I don't know what the payouts were, but if you can talk somebody into cutting off their hand for like 10 grand in 1960, uh, you should have been selling Chrysler's. <laughs> you should have, you should have been selling like, you should have been on a used car lot, man. These people all missed their calling. They all did, man. But if you've never heard of it, it's an interesting thing. It's really interesting. I like reading about and watching things about like, just weird places like that you know it kind of spread throughout the town it was kind of kind of strange but anyway that's about all that i got for you today what else do i have do i have anything else in the notes of my phone the yankees are a bummer i did like break my i did break my i was really man i was really kind of at a loss i was kind of at a loss just emotionally after the season, after that game, Glenn, there's people that are really struggling right now and you just sound like an idiot. That's me doing your, your voice again. Like, because I always feel like people, because sometimes like a lot of times, most of this podcast is me just talking. (laughs) It's just, it's just whatever comes in my head. I'll just, I'll just say it. And it's just whatever. It's fun. It's not to be meant to like i'm not i don't want you to take it seriously but sometimes every once in a while like some of my heart 
comes out on this podcast. I was really sad about that game, man. I was really like, man. But I turned on Hubie Halloween, the new Adam Sandler, the Hubie Halloween movie on Netflix that came out. And I just watched that until I fell out, you know. And it, it did kind of distract me a little bit. But it, uh, like, I just had to turn off Twitter, my Yankees Twitter. I had to turn off everything just because I was like, I'm done, man. I was done. I f- I'm done. Like, I feel bad. <laughs> like, I feel, I feel like a part of my soul just died, man. Like, uh, I just turned on Hubie Halloween. And uh, it made me feel, it's a pretty funny movie, man. It's a pretty, I like Adam Sandler anyway. But if you haven't seen Hubie Halloween, it's cool. There's all kind of, there's all kind of cameos that are really cool from past uh, Adam Sandler movies. And references, um, there's a reference, there's a reference like I caught in there for O'Doyle from, uh, from, uh, Billy Madison, but I'm not going to spoil it. If you haven't seen it, it was good. You should watch it. You'd be Halloween. But I mean, we're almost, we're in October. We're almost, we're almost to Halloween, man. We're almost to the end of the, we're almost to the end of the year. And I mean, it's going to be all right. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Let me just tell you that, you know, I know that sometimes I take a negative tone on this podcast, but overall, I really, I really try to look at life positive, man. And I really do believe that everything will be all right. There's a lot going on, man. There is a lot that has happened this year. And I know not just on a national, like on a world level and then a national level. And then you got your local level and then you got your little level. But there's a lot that goes on in life, man. And the thing that I always think about whenever I'm going through something that I don't like that makes me uncomfortable because a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to me, the things that bother me, like the whole pandemic, the whole coronavirus, whatever, it just makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. I don't like things that go on surrounding it. You know, it makes people a little bit paranoid. For me, what I try to think of in anything that I go through, whether it's something that's like physically, you know, tough or emotionally tough, I try to get in the like a solution in my head, you know, because I've like, if there's a problem, I always want to like, all right, well, where do I want to be in regards to where I'm at with this problem, right? And sometimes it's not an overnight fix. Sometimes you just got to go through it and, you know, get to get to where you want to get, you know, because we all can't, we can't just like cut all this out like this year. We can't just be like, I'm done. I am just so over 2020. You just can't do that. Right. And so like, you just got to keep moving forward. And to me, the comfort in it is like, I'm never going to go through this day again. Like, I'm never going to go through this exact time, this exact struggle that I'm going through right now. By the time I get to tomorrow, this will be the past and I'll be that much closer to where I want to be. Right. That's how I got to look at stuff. That's how I've just personally that works for me uh, It's worked for me for a lot of years, ever since I kind of came to that realization You know, it's not something like a struggle is not something you got to stay in. You can make a conscious choice to stay in some things, right? And some like say you're in a, in a, 
in a job you don't like or say that like you're in a dead marriage like a bad marriage or or a toxic relationship with a girlfriend or boyfriend or something like that like there are some things that you can make a choice to change and it's going to suck at first but you kind of set the timetable maybe not always emotionally like the timetable it might take you to get over something emotionally like you can't say i'll give myself i've heard people say that i'm like shut up you're an idiot I don't say that to their face because I'm nice, but I say that in my head because I'm judgy a little bit. <laughs> but I mean, you can't just be like, I'm so over it. I give myself 10 days, 10 days. is like, No, you never know, man. Sometimes it takes you weeks, months, years to get over some stuff, right? If you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. And there's nothing wrong with talking to somebody. But um, there also ain't no shame in just pushing it down and taking it out on somebody else in your future. <laughs> Oh man. But uh anyway. So I mean with something like this, like what we've all been going through, eh, there's not you can't do that. You don't know we don't know how long or when, but there's comfort in this isn't gonna be permanent, folks. It's not gonna be permanent, it's not gonna be something that we stay in forever. So you just kinda gotta like keep grinding. That's how I look at it. Put your head down, keep grinding, do what you got to do. We're going to get through this. It's not going to always stay. This is going to be a blip. This is going to be like one year that was just crazy in your life. And you can be like, man, you remember that time? You remember 2020? I thought I was going to have to like pull on a teat of a cow for a minute there. In the beginning, man, it was really freaky in the beginning. But, uh, but it's not going to stay this way. It won't. And, and we're all, it's all going to get back to, you know, our normal lives soon enough. And it's going to be all right if we just keep moving forward. Right. And we won't have to go through like this podcast. Like you'll never have to hear this podcast. Like what I'm saying right now to you, you'll be like, Oh, I remember that podcast from that time. Like you will be, that'll be a memory, you know? So, so just like good stuff, are memories, you know, bad things are memories, you know, that you have to live with forever. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, that kind of doesn't uh, make sense now. But anyway, I hope everybody has a good week. I hope that everybody stays safe. Uh, thank you for listening to me today. Contact information is in the notes of the podcast. If you feel the need to reach out to me and tell me anything that you want to tell me or tell me to talk about anything you want me to tell you to talk about, tell me to talk about. But um, I'm going to go make my, my uh, what is it, French press coffee now, and um, then I'm going to make a, a rabbit out of some pantyhose and some leaves. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't even know anymore. But you guys take care. Thanks for listening.